1: I told you I'm in a good mood today. A lot of reason for that. Number one, we've got the 4th of July coming up. And as long as the liberals don't cancel the 4th of July, we will have plenty to celebrate. Was that rude? Was that was that like a cheap shot? No, I'm, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in a sarcastic and boisterous mood today. Uh, for, well, of course, I, I told you before, it's beautiful baby Piper's 8th month birthday. Yeah, she's been alive for 8 months. I've been a dad for 8 months today. My beautiful wife has been a mom for eight months today, and it's got a smile on my face that I don't think uh, I'm going to be able to wipe off for a few days now. I'm a very proud father here today, and that pride is making its way into the program today. And I want to talk about something that, if I'm honest, if there's anything that is going to wipe the smile off my face, it's something I've been seeing take place across this country uh, over the past number of weeks, and it is the seemingly indiscriminate destruction of monuments. You've seen some of these groups, they'll, uh, they'll heave the rope up around the neck of the statue, uh, and then one, two, three, heave, one, two, three, heave, ultimately toppling the statue. Some of these, some of these I, I, I understand why they're doing it. Now, I don't necessarily agree, and we'll get into uh, some of that rationale in just a moment, uh, but some of them, it is very, very clear that these individuals have no idea the history behind either the individual memorialized or the individual depicted in the monument, or, in the case of one we'll speak on in just a moment, uh, the Emancipation Monument in Washington, D.C., they don't know the story behind the building or establishing of that monument. It's a frustrating thing. Uh, To help me understand it all, uh, here I've invited to the program Boyd Matheson. Uh, expert host of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio, as well as the opinion editor for the Deseret News, and in that capacity, he has written a, a wonderful piece titled "The Monumental Mistake of Banishing America's Less Than Perfect History." Uh, Boyd, sir, good to have you on. How you doing?
0: Hey, always good to be with you, Lee. Yeah. Uh,
1: y- y- would you like to say happy birthday to Piper? Uh, uh, happy eight month. Birthday, Piper. That's a big deal.
0: That's the way. It's uh,
1: everyone knows the eighth month is 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 a big one. And and you know that
0: you know that John Adams always believed that July second was going to be you know the big celebration day in all of this. Well,
1: who doesn't know that? (laughs) (laughs) You have a a remarkable piece, Boyd. Which, uh, if I'm honest, encapsulates a lot of the feelings that I have been having over the past little while. We have monuments that pepper uh, the face of our nation. They depict individuals who, in large part, brought about the freedoms that you and I enjoy today. No one claims that they are perfect, and, and yet uh, they are being toppled over today despite uh, their, their accomplishments. What, what, what did you hope to communicate in your piece there? Yeah, you know,
0: d- to me, one of the big things is, is we can we can be about you know dismantling racism and prejudice and injustice and all of those things, but Dismantling that has nothing to do with dismantling monuments or dismantling less than perfect people in our history. Uh, that, that's not how it's done. And we have to recognize that most of the great things that get done in this world are done by very imperfect and sometimes fatally flawed people. Uh, but it's those very people that uh, create the society that we all enjoy and are blessed by. And there are some, there are some with very nefarious purposes who would love to, uh, you know, undermine the founding, the founding fathers, the founding documents. Uh, there are some people with those designs. Uh, and it's up to, to all of us to remember that, yeah, these guys were all imperfect. They were products of their time to be sure. History is complicated, uh, very nuanced, and complex, which is hard for a lot of us to do in today's world. If it's not served up in a soundbite or a nice uh, meme or a uh, you know pictogram of some sort or another, uh, we kind of just brush over it. Uh, but if you really want to judge the people of history, it's very complicated. I mean, it, it's hard to even just get to know somebody that you are with all the time, even your spouse. Is, it's tough to really know everything going on inside there. Uh, So to try to do that from 200 years away in a different time, in a different format, different setting, uh, that's pretty tough stuff. So to me, it always comes back to what's the principle and what principles and what things do we enjoy today because somebody was willing, not because they were evil, but because they believed in good to literally pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And they had all of those, by the way, (laughs) these were all people of means and they knew this was a... It was a suicide mission. It really was. The chances Absolutely. of being successful were not great in uh, in the beginning.
1: You yesterday had a conversation which caught my attention. Uh, Tad Kalster was your guest on Inside Sources just yesterday, Emeritus General Authority with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He also has an opinion piece in the Deseret News Right now. And he while speaking to you yesterday, he uh, made reference to a quote from uh, federal judge Stewart, someone who I have long admired and uh, coincidentally have had the opportunity to work with many members of his family. A wonderful uh, group of people. And the the words shared yesterday on your program by uh, Tad Callister uh, encapsulated one of the views, which I feel uh, very strongly. Here's Tad from yesterday.
2: I had an interesting conversation with Ted Stewart, who's a federal court judge here in Utah, and he's just college students, and he said a number of them would criticize the uh, founding fathers, which seems to be in vogue today. And then he said, if you judge them by today's standards of equality and justice, maybe they do fail. They, you know, own slaves. They didn't really fight to give women's rights. But then he makes a very significant point. He said the problem with judging them by today's standards is that if it weren't for those imperfect Founding Fathers and the sacrifices they made and the charter documents which they established, there'd be no current enlightened standards of equality and justice to judge them by. And I thought how how true that is, that the reason the critics can criticize and protest and run for office and exercise religion or irreligion is for one reason only, because the Founding Fathers made it possible. Yeah, it's exactly
1: right. How how do you not look at the beautiful country and the beautiful circumstances in which you live today and are able to, you know, prance around in the street and scream and shout uh, and not recognize that 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 circumstance has been brought about by the same people who you have, you know, your ropes uh, around their neck and toppling uh, their statues to the ground. It's a a complete uh, demonstration of just blind uh i don't know aggression or who, who knows exactly yeah. what their motivations yeah, are but
0: it, it's sort of the uh, fish in the fishbowl, you know just doesn't realize who's yeah. feet who's feeding it and who created exactly. this this environment and, and i love that the the very standards by which some people are trying to judge the founders by that standard would not exist I, <laughs> from your your little perch to judge yeah. the founding fathers on wouldn't exist without the founding fathers
1: Some of the the short-sightedness here is so comical that all I can do is laugh. And in fact, as I was preparing for today's program, I heard, I don't remember where it was, but someone in jest talked about somewhere finding fault in the Statue of Liberty. And at some point, we'll need to tear down the Statue of Liberty. So I thought, all right, I'll I'll find it for you. And so what I did was, it's, it's an incomplete process so far. I'll get to the end of this path eventually. But here's where I started. I thought, okay, Statue of Liberty. Uh, she, uh, she bears, uh, the poem new Colossus by Emma Lazarus. Okay. So Emma Lazarus, what do you know about her? Oh, she had a cousin who was a Supreme court justice. All right, let's check out those <laughs> rulings. And, uh, you know, and, and that, that's as far as I've gotten, but, uh, I swear to you, we're going to be able to find reason to tear down the statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. And if you give it to the, if you give it to the wrong folks, uh, it may be that one coming down next.
0: Yeah. And and that's the uh, you know, one of the interesting things we went back to this today. Obviously, today was the day that uh, Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act right. uh, into law. Very important. Uh, but we went back to, you know, the uh, the march on Washington with Dr. Martin Luther King and just the visual of that him standing on the steps in front of Lincoln. Uh, but to his right was the Jefferson Memorial. Mm-hmm. And Dr. King, surely there were I mean, there were millions of people there that day. Uh, he could have said, you know what, we should go tear down that monument tear to down. Thomas Jefferson. But instead, what did he do? He used Jefferson's words to call the nation to live up to the principles that Jefferson had put on paper in 1776. That's powerful. Uh, so we don't have to eliminate all of these things because they were imperfect. Instead, we should use their imperfections and the things that they got right so that we can align our behavior with those principles we profess to believe as a country.
1: Yeah. How do you get that message out there? How do you communicate to the folks who are uh, lined up in the street right now. How do you communicate this uh, to the the TikTok videos, which are calling for <laughs> folks to assemble around uh, the Emancipation Statue in Washington D.C., which was paid for by freed slaves? Yeah, you I, and I can talk about it all day long, <laughs> and it makes perfect sense to us. And yes. everyone listening, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, right. Here we yeah. are in this echo chamber. At some point, we got to find a we way get out. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and actually, it, it's it, I'm so glad you raised that Lee, because it is one of the most important parts of all of this. Is that we we can't look to Washington to. Solve all of this. We can't even look to the state house. We can't even look to the, the mayor's mansion. Uh, we have to look within ourselves and our homes and our communities. And remember that while our, our politics in the country has failed and failed miserably, America is not going to fail. And the reason it's not going to fail is places like Utah, uh, where we have places where in families, in neighborhoods and communities, people are talking about how do we live up to the principles of uh, that this country was founded on not the people it's not about the politicians uh, remember it's it's culture it's community that lead the politicians follow in the end they, they get it right eventually it takes them a long time sometimes yeah. uh, but we should not be discouraged by that in fact we should have uh, I said on my show today I said you know I've probably never been more pessimistic about our politics in this country but I have never been more bullish about the future of America and it's because of places like Utah
1: That'll be the last word, Boyd. Thank oh, you so much, thanks, Boyd Lee. Matheson, host of Inside Sources, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and all-around smart man on all topics, small and large. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here, and we're going to look at uh, a topic which we first first started to learn about yesterday, and that is the goings-on at CHOP. You've heard CHOP, right? If you get onto Twitter, hashtag CHOP, you'll get the whole story right there. Well, the mayor of Seattle, Mayor Durkin, has finally said, hey, you know what, maybe the police should move in and put an end to all this lawlessness. So that We can't be surrendering portions of the city. All right, we'll get those details next. We'll get some information from the mayor directly as to why she felt that yesterday was finally the day to take action. And we'll look back over that executive order she handed down, all five pages of it. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.